Welcome to Manager Tools. Teaching Decision-Making, The Responsibility Ladder, Part 5. Here we go. This cast answers these questions. How can I teach my directs how to make decisions on their own? How can I help my directs make better decisions? How can I help my directs learn how to take responsibility for projects? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. If you enjoy our guidance about the management trinity, getting to know your people, talking about performance, asking for more, pushing work down, and our tools are helpful, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation. The ideal way to learn about implementing them is to come to one of our effective manager conferences. One day, we cover all of the major topics. You practice feedback, you practice coaching, you practice delegation. I can't tell you the number of times people have said to us, wow, I thought I understood the tools. And then when I had to practice, I realized I've taken it to another level. Come to the website, check out our conference schedule, see us all over the U.S. and in Europe and in Asia and in Australia. See you there. Last week, we, we handled the tough one, the one that people are going to rebel against, which is always keeping folks at a distress level. So I, right. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling like this, you know, we won't get a bunch of hate mail here. So uh, we'll move on with our climb up the responsibility ladder. The next thing on our list is asking for analysis. I think we've sort of assumed it throughout this cast, this epically long cast, which I would love to make shorter, folks. If I could just condense the dictionary down to a few pages, it'd be great. You know, you got to teach tasks at some point. Then you got to teach people how to do research. And the way you teach people how to do research is you have them go do research. And then they come back to you and you give them feedback on it and so on. And then you're also going to teach them the value of putting their own set of tasks together, which is part of the complexity of work and tasks uh, being subordinate to one another and dependencies and resource constraints and time and all that sort of stuff. And again, we want to keep them at a fairly high level, which means at times keeping them in distress to the benefit of the organization. The next thing you do after you start gathering data, after you start researching the data, rather than them just turning the research over to you for you to do analysis, It's time for them to start doing the analysis. It's time for them to start weighing the pros and cons of things and saying to you or giving you information that is useful to help you make a decision. A lot of people say, well, I'll just do a bunch of research and I'll make a decision. That implies that between the research and the decision without having said so, or the inference is allowed that there was some analysis of all the data you gathered. And we've given them more more autonomy along the way. And as they're getting more and more autonomy, their big picture understanding is getting better. But we're still incorporating the raw material of their research into our plan. But once they're handling tasks that require judgment and they're able to plan out their own work within the context that we're setting, and then they start grabbing all of it and they plan their own work, They got to start analyzing it. And the purpose behind analysis is to comparatively weigh the value of the various parts of the research to help create a recommendation or hypothetically a final decision, which best supports the decision's intended result. That's really what it's about. Okay. Now we'll have other guidance where we talk about analysis and weighting and so on. We've already covered how to analyze decisions. If you don't know this, folks, if you've joined us in the last year or two and you weren't here for, I think it's one of our more popular casts, Mike. I don't, I don't know about you, but our guidance uh, on how to give a decision brief, 
using the what what some people call the soccer model. We, I didn't really intend that, which is situation, options, comparison, recommendations, request. And the request part is after you make a recommendation to your boss, you then say, so will you please support my recommendation? And then they make the decision. And so we've already done that. But if we're only ready to ask for analysis, in other words, they're not willing, we're not willing to give up the decision to them. All we really need to ask for is for situation, options, and comparison. That's the analysis part. The comparison portion of our soccer model, which again, we talked about in the decision briefing guidance, uh, addresses that, quote, comparatively weigh the options. And as a general rule, the guidance we're most likely giving to our direct when they're learning about analysis is our beliefs about the weighting of various factors. Mike, I'm sure you have this experience all the time. I have this out-of-body experience all the time where Judy or Wendy or Sarah or Kate or somebody in the organization has said to me, okay, hey, here's what I've learned, and so therefore I'm going to do this. And I say, no, you're missing it. The only factor that matters here is this, because this client is this way, or because that airport is this way, or because the issue there is risk versus our balance sheet. And the person who did the analysis and said, I, you know, I recommend we do X or Y, doesn't understand the weighting of various criteria, or simply would weight it differently because lack of experience with how those criteria could possibly interact. Yeah, you have experience, you have, wis- you have wisdom from having gone through the situation several times that they don't have, right? That's the whole, yeah. you know, make some bad decisions, you'll get the experience. <laughs> and I think one of the things that's happened in the last uh, 20 or 30 years in large organizations, it's really been happening over the last 50 years, is the devolvement from the organization makes all the decisions and even low-level managers were just kind of drones, to now, oh, we've got to give people the ability and the innovation and the creativity to do what they want to do. And any manager asking for, I mean, I think there will be people who could listen to this guidance and say, oh, this is micromanagement, when in fact it's not. It is management, and we're supposed to give these people all this freedom. But they literally don't know. And yeah, you can do the analysis, but I don't want you to do the analysis. And having never done an analysis and a recommendation, or never made your own decision and then implemented the decision, if I can stop you from making a big mistake, it's stupid for me not to stop you. I want you to learn all this stuff, but I also have an obligation that your output, your results, your behavior serves the organization. We don't go around knowing people are going to make big mistakes. There are times when you can choose to let a direct go through and uh, he or she, she says, you know, I really want to do it this way because of this factor. And you kind of roll your eyes and go, well, I don't think that's going to turn out too well, but I don't think there's any existential risk to the organization or my budget uh, or their reputation. And so I say, well, okay, if, you know, I probably wouldn't do it that way, but that's okay. And I think all too many managers think that the only way to do it is their way. But if you don't know where they are, you've got to take them through this, this responsibility ladder in every case, it's different, right? right? In some situations, it's cost. In others, it's resources. In other situations, it's time, right? And look, it may be political. Most 25-year-olds I know are of two ilks. I don't know enough to play politics. I don't like that phrase, but nevertheless, it's, it's, it's fairly common. Or I simply won't, right? That's what I said when I was a young 
officer in the army. I don't want to play politics. I'm just going to be better than everybody else. When in fact, politics is hugely important. And yes, cost and features and benefits suggest we should do X, but the decision maker hates X and she will not support that. And you thinking you're right doesn't change the fact that she has power and we either need to change it into something she can support or we need to not make that recommendation. And this annoys young people, but if you allow one of your directs to go through this process, do an analysis, do learn how to do tasks, build an analysis, you know, do the right research, make a recommendation, do their own stuff, and then run into a buzzsaw of some senior VP, you could just, just about be ruining their career. All right. It's been a long time since I've heard somebody mention knowledge management systems, which was all the thing probably yeah. <laughs> probably decades ago. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, but I haven't heard anybody talk about that forever. But regardless, that part of decision-making is this, is the wisdom, the knowing what the factors are and how to weight them and how the organization weights them, how your manager may, weights them, et cetera. And given that there's no system for communicating that, taking your direct through this is a way of communicating those factors, knowledge. It's, it's, it's only going through this that your directs start to develop an understanding of how you weight things, right? This is one way yeah. to communicate that information. And as we've said before, when it comes to coaching somebody, it's far better to coach them and to give them deliverables that are very short and very simple in the beginning so they can get easy wins rather than just trusting them to do 35 or 40 things over a four-month period and check in with you periodically. And of course, that never happens. It's way better to start small and be accused of being a little bit of a micromanager to get those early wins and to ramp them up and get them feeling good about where they're going. Same thing here. If you start with, hey, I'm going to let you do everything yourself. You, I trust you to do your own tasks and you put together projects and you can do research and analysis and make your own decisions and everything. And you can do that, but people will crash and burn. And then you'll have to unpack all their mistakes. And you won't be able to see where the mistake happened unless you ask a thousand questions. And it feels like the Inquisition if you're direct. Yeah. If you're in San Francisco and the objective is New York and you start heading west, like you make that decision really early on in the project, yeah. you start heading west, it's going to take you a long time to get there, right? Yeah. So all along, we've been delegating increasing parts of our own decision-making responsibilities as we help the our direct progress up the ladder. And those of you who are familiar with all of our work should also see the value of teaching and or delegating during the analysis step, and particularly the use of pre-wiring. And if you haven't heard us talk about pre-wire, it's probably, again, one of our most popular and talked about cast that tends to cause people to go, oh my gosh, I never heard about pre-wire and it really, really blows things away. It may be my favorite cast. Really? It's that, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think it's one of those things you learn fairly early in your, well, you hopefully you learn fairly early in your executive life. Yeah. Um, and then once you do, you go like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Exactly. So That was a tease, folks. Were, that means that, yeah. that, was, that was a tease. Go, go listen to it. Yeah, if we're only responsible as the manager, we're only responsible for a recommendation to our boss or to somebody else, then having the person do the analysis, considering the weighting criteria before they make a recommendation, they're going to probably have to go and do the pre-wire. And again, this is a chance for them to learn how to do a pre-wire. And if you don't know what that is, there's a cast for that and go to the website or find it on your iPod or your 
podcatcher or whatever it is. And as a general rule, it's been my experience. If your directs are doing analysis of decisions that you or some you have to make or somebody else was going to rely on for your recommendation, they're probably going to be wanting to do pre-wire at the point of analysis and or recommendation. And that takes us to recommendations, right? Ask for recommendations, right? So they made analysis and... Yeah. So look, using the, the soccer model, I'll say it. I hate saying it, but a lot of people call it that. For decision briefing, if you've done that, a direct who has already researched and created options, which they've weighted and analyzed, is in theory ready to make an effective recommendation. You know, basically what you're saying is, under these circumstances, my analysis suggests the best course of action is option Bravo, and I recommend we do option Bravo. The way I've often thought about recommendations, if I have recommendations to make, I say to myself, what would I do if I had to make the decision? And that makes it easiest for me to be able to talk about my recommendation. Now, look, there's a lot of directs, young and old, who often, and they're often high Ds, forceful, direct, no-nonsense, often arrogant or pushy or high-energy high kind of people who believe they're immediately to make immediately ready, you know, day one, to make recommendations and even decisions. They don't want to be managed. They just let me do it. I'll do it my way. I can figure it out. It doesn't matter how much work it requires. Yeah. You may have been that person. I may have been that person. You may have been that person. We might have been, I may that, have been person. that person. Yeah. And I was wrong. Of course. Yes, and I was wrong. Yeah. But there's a difference between an effective decision and an ineffective decision or an incomplete or unsupportable or unsustainable or politically unpalatable decision. And one of the thematic mistakes that many inexperienced managers make is giving in to the wishes of the overconfident direct who wishes to have authority for decisions bigger than they probably ought to have. And look, effective managers, guys, we do err on the side of over-delegation. We support that at Manager Tools. But it's folly to expect a relatively inexperienced direct to understand that clearly the best outcome with the least expensive resource constraints will not be implemented because of a political enemy or a cultural bias or a particular wind that is blowing unofficially, internally in an organization. That's just the way it is. So rather than starting by acquiescing to an overconfident direct's desire for the keys to the kingdom right now, it's better to move each and every direct as fast as possible at their own speed through this entirely entire responsibility ladder we're talking about it. And if they can handle the first three steps very quickly, let them there. If another person takes a little bit longer, great. But rather than turning everything over to them and then finding out that everybody's at their own place and then having to go do analysis of where each person is, and probably 90 plus percent of the people who are listening to this cast right now never thought of these steps, the responsibility ladder and the decision-making ability to make decisions as being connected, but they have been in large organizations for hundreds of years, even though people don't talk about it. If you do it the other way around, you give them too much autonomy, and we're not suggesting you squash them, we run a pretty high risk of having egg on our face, and more importantly, on their face, which will affect their career even more than ours, because we probably had more time to build the relationships we need so that people can forgive us when we make a stupid mistake. Faster is better when it comes to moving up the responsibility and decision-making ladder. 
but our faster as a knowledgeable, reasonable, maybe even wise manager is probably also better than their faster, which is give it all to me now. Yeah. And I can imagine some listeners thinking, well, how about if I just, I just let them go on to the next step. Let's just skip the ask for recommendation step and let's move on to the next step, which is delegate the decision. Let them make the decision. And if they make a poor decision, then I'll just override them. Yeah. That, that, that scene, but right. I mean, you, you react probably the same way I do to that, which is, that doesn't sound like the right thing that you're going to let them make a decision. Then you're going to tell them they're wrong. Yeah. As a general rule, probably one of the biggest things has changed in my development as a manager, which continues to happen every day in small ways, hopefully, is that I have learned that I do not say, I used to, you make the decision, and in the back of my mind, I have a trump card, I have a veto power. The problem is, if you tell them you've made the decision, a decision is not just the choice, it's the choice and the actions to implement it. To veto something is to basically say, no. It's almost peremptory. It's almost uh, like uh, sort of royal fiat, I, I say right. no. It was almost like asking asking somebody if you can give them some feedback, and then they say no, and you just go ahead and give it anyway. Exactly. Right? It's almost like, well, well dude, if you're, if you're not going to let me make the decision, then tell me that. Don't let me make the decision, then override it all the time. Yeah. So here's the way you do it. The general rule for moving a direct up to the final step of decision-making authority on the responsibility ladder, which is making their own decisions on bigger projects, is when we find ourselves being able to routinely make decisions in agreement with the recommendations of the direct. You don't immediately give them decision-making authority on something that's important. You give them recommendation authority, and you find yourself following it. Now, if you've got another direct who often makes recommendations you don't follow, then then they're not ready. And that ends up being, maybe I need to go back to where their analysis is and, and so on, or even further than that. But probably you will have identified as you've taken them through that step. If they've gone through all the steps in the ladder, then you'll know that they're ready for that. You don't need any math here. It's a simple question. Can I support this recommendation as my own decision? Look, what we want is more directs making more trustworthy decisions than were previously made at our level and ultimately at their level. We want them to make decisions that we used to make because decisions we used to make took up mental horsepower that we could apply to something else. And it also frees us up to make the decisions that only we can make. Okay, that's a fundamental part of the, the delegation cascade in organizations. And that's what organizations are intended to create, decisions made at the lowest possible level. And look, everyone knows what the opposite of this is the hellish, hellish bureaucracies that exist where you have to get approval from five levels up and, and it stultifies things and costs get out of control. And if you have a profit motive, you go out of business, or if you don't, you're the government. And there are a lot of unhappy individual employees that get frustrated with their inability to get things done uh, in government and academia as well um, because of the bureaucracy. Now, going back to your point, Mike, I just want to harp on it again. Folks, keep in mind, the moment you delegate the decision, it's a pretty serious thing to overturn the decision. Like I said, a decision is both the choice, we're going to use option A versus option B, and the implementation of that choice. When you delegate the decision, it means we're going to let our direct choose and they have the authority to implement their own decision. That's why the recommendation step is an important one. What the power decision versus recommendation typically means, 
for most managers is that we stay in a perpetual state of recommendations only with our directs versus trusting them with that final step on the ladder. That way, as a manager told me just a couple weeks ago up in Silicon Valley, we don't run the risk of having to undo a bunch of work that we disagree with. Unfortunately, too many managers in my experience in the field seem to me to tend to believe that the way they do things, their way, is the right way. And that creates a situation where any decision different than the decision that manager would have made or a decision we wouldn't have made, never gets made. And that's bad for the organization, okay? And a guy once told me, no, my people only make recommendations. They make no decisions. If I'm responsible for it, I have to decide it. And besides, if they go through the process of all the research and analysis and recommendations, when they finally do get decision-making authority, they'll be ready. Which to me just proves the point that they already were ready, but the manager didn't really trust them. And that logic doesn't make any sense. I mean, if just take it to its absurd uh, conclusion, um, you have a CEO that's going to make every single decision in the entire organization. It doesn't scale, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. And really, to truly delegate decision-making authority on the responsibility ladder, we managers have to give up the idea that the direct will decide what we would have decided. We have to accept the idea that our direct could do something different than we would do, and we will have to support that and suffer the consequences of their decision affecting our reputation. And if you're not willing to do that, then you don't trust your directs enough. And that may be because of your own fear and your own uh, insecurities, but a person's own fear and insecurities often affect their ability to trust other people. (laughs) Okay. And look, if you can't ever see yourself doing that, allowing a direct to make a decision about something middle to large in your organization in terms of impact or whatever. If you can't ever see yourself doing that, you got no business being a manager. You're essentially creating an ever smaller level of ability at levels lower to you, and you're not part of a succession planning success by any means. And look, the other side of the coin is the most effective executives we know hire outstanding people, People that they've either trusted or then they build trust with them. They work very hard at that. They push them up the responsibility ladder. They trust them to make good, if not necessarily great decisions, that they may not themselves have made. And then the person gets better and better and better at making decisions because the adult learning model is you get better at things by doing those things. There you go. Okay. And now we're on to... uh the next step, which is the easy part, right? Which is allowing yeah. them to manage the implementation and the reporting around the implementation. Yeah, and so your direct made the decision, and even though that's true, the activities that are gonna bring the decision to life will call on resources that we own as the manager. Our direct who made the decision needs to learn that decisions in an organization are never made in a vacuum. The implementation is subject to risks and changes in politics and economics and culture and frustrating factors out the wazoo. Crazy. The direct who gets to make decisions for us, um, who's reached the final level on the responsibility ladder, has an obligation to communicate status and risk and resource use since those are your resources and it's your risk indirectly on a regular basis to to, to the people who the decision or the, the outcome effects, and mo- most likely ourselves being one of the primary stakeholders. 
they're going to have to create a plan and they're going to have to report on it to us and probably to other people. And, you know, because this is such a long cast that is a combination of actionable guidance and underlying organizational managerial developmental theory, I can just, I'll tip my hat to uh, Manager Tools' extensive previous guidance on how to do reporting and how to do implementation. I'll just mention two things. Never create a task that doesn't include the reporting of the status of the task in the task itself. In other words, never ask for a PowerPoint to be created. Ask for the PowerPoint to be sent to you so that if it is not sent to you, the task is not done. And if it is done, then you don't have to go looking for it. And the second thing is never allow a task to last longer than a week. And frankly, I don't generally allow tasks to last longer than a day. And the longest reporting period for any project that's ever going to be successful is a week. If you allow things to report every other week or every third week or every fourth week, everyone's going to put that in the back burner and it's going to die a slow and quiet, but perhaps painful death. Oh, it will be painful and it will be expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It always is. <laughs> okay, so so that that's it. So summary, maybe? We're at the top. Yeah, we're at the top of the yeah. ladder. All right. The view looks good from here, folks. When you get it to, this, when you get to this point, it looks really good. It's a really nice view. Decision-making is a fundamental individual skill the organization expects every person to master at some level. Moving directs with all deliberate speed we can muster up the responsibility ladder is a core part of what we do as managers. We got to hire well, we got to build trust, and then we got to spend that trust to develop our directs. And when we develop them and when they move up the ladder and they start making their own decisions, that rising tide will lift all boats, including our own, which is a good thing. How many people have you seen interviewed when they asked, how did you get to where they were? They always said a little bit tongue in cheek, a little bit coach, but for the most part, fundamentally true. I've been surrounded by good people. The people who have delivered a great deal to the world um, say that they've stood on the shoulder of giants and you're not going to get ahead in your organization by being all about yourself. You've got to spend your time developing your people and decision-making this process of decision-making and the responsibility ladder, once you have it in your head, it's easy to assess where people are and you can spend your trust to get them to the top. Awesome. It's been a long series of, uh, of cast to get to this point, but well worth it, I think. This is, this is really fundamental stuff. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, I really enjoyed putting this out there. And most people that uh, that I talked to when I mentioned it, the responsibility ladder, decision making, people just said, what? This is like when I said pre-wire. Well, you know what a pre-wire is. He's like, what? It's like the time when I told somebody, race, don't chase, uh, which is also another bit of our guidance, folks. And they're like, what? I don't know. that. Oh, no. Of course. Every, every. And I think to myself, everyone, everyone knows that, right? Because we forget what we, when we learned what we used to not know. So. This is a fun one. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want the how-tos of management wherever you are, check out the free Manager Tools mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android devices. 
Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Manager Tools app. Just search for Manager Tools in the respective store or go to the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com, and you'll find the links on the bottom of the homepage. Once you've installed the Manager Tools app, you'll have access to all the Manager Tools and Career Tools shows anytime, anywhere you want. With easy searching of podcasts by category, using the map of the universe, or using built-in search functions, it couldn't be easier. Additionally, if you're a Manager Tools personal licensee, you'll have easy access to all the show notes right from the app whenever you want. Go to the App Store and download the Manage Tools mobile app. You'll be happy you did.